the whole idea of being a master creator is sitting in the seat of your eternal self and then rooting yourself in the work of the inner world, in the work of causes. And then you choose consciously to become a full gardener of your inner world, recognizing and knowing that that inner world will reflect itself in your effect, right? In your present reality. Welcome to the Sacred Embodiment Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Michael Wilson, and I am so excited to embark on this episode with you today. The Sacred Embodiment Podcast is all about coming together, coming into our heart center, and arriving into the present moment. We're here to dive deep into what it means to be embodied as our most authentic and vibrant selves. Now, if you're ready to reclaim your authenticity and live your life in the magic and brilliance of your inner divinity, then journey with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to tune in with us every single week. Now, let's get started. Over time, as I've journeyed along my path, and I have learned and grown and came into my own embodiment and continued to grow as a person and receive downloads about the work that I'm creating and developed a deeper relationship with my spirit team and all of these different things, it, it, it occurred to me that we are all master creators of our reality whether we are fully conscious of it or not. And I don't mean that we're just consciously creating. Okay, let me, let me rephrase that. I don't mean that we're just creating what we think we're creating in the sense of, oh, well, I'm working on this podcast and I'm putting this podcast out and that's what I'm creating. And then the podcast makes me... Da, da, da. And from there, this happens and that happens, and then now I'm creating my life. That's one aspect of what it means to create your reality. But in the totality of what it really means, we're master creators in the sense that every little thing, we are creating all the things. In the sense that, to whatever degree it may be, we all have a relationship with quote unquote God or goddess, or the universe, or all that is, or divine love, or infinite intelligence, depending on what area of study or self-development or spirituality you resonate with most, you're probably going to have a different name for what constitutes your connection to all that is. What does it really mean to be a master creator? What it really means to be a master creator is that, first and foremost, we've got to talk about embodiment because that's a huge piece of all of this. So what is sacred embodiment, right? Because there's a lot of talk in the world about what embodiment is, and it's growing popular every day. Most people think that embodiment is just being in your body, right? Going for a walk or doing breath work or 
dancing or whatever it may be. And while this is a piece of embodiment, let, let's delineate. That is embodiment. And let's also understand that what I'm talking about here is what I like to call sacred embodiment. And really what sacred embodiment is, it's, it's deeper than that. It's so much more than that. Sacred embodiment is about embodying your authenticity. It's about who you are being. It's not about, like, yes, <laughs> sacred embodiment is about our, are we in our bodies, right? But really, like, that kind of, that way of thinking about embodiment is more, that's just grounding. When you're grounded, then you're in your body. That's being grounded. Being embodied is about healing your trauma, letting go of programs, letting go of thoughts and things that you've been taught to fully come into your authentic self. What is embodying our authenticity? It sounds, it's pretty self-explanatory for the most part, but in general, the whole idea of embodying our authenticity is really in the understanding of coming back to the natural self. Coming back to the natural self is more than just eating organic or doing your earthing and your grounding on the earth every day and what have you, those kinds of things that most people think about when they hear the terms coming back to the natural self. But really what it's, what, the way that I see it and the way that I define it is that coming back to the natural self is really about coming back to the essence of who we truly are. It's about coming home to the natural self, which is the eternal self. And the eternal self is really that version of us. It's not even a version of us. That's the thing. The eternal self is, and when I say that, I mean isness, beingness. The eternal self is. But the point is when we, we can, when we're in our sacred embodiment, when we're embodied in our authenticity, that means we're living life from the seed of our eternal self. We are our eternal self. We're not an identified self. What does that mean? What that really means is you can either be the author of your story or you can be the product of a story that either you unconsciously created or has been given to you. That's kind of the two levels to look at here is that when you're moving through life in the seed of your eternal self, of who you truly are beyond this lifetime, right? That's like really the magnitude we're speaking of here is like in being who you truly are, not just this version of self, not just this incarnation. Like, yes, and we're going to get to this, but it's not about... I am all that is and like that's very ungrounded like yes we are all one and we are all that is we are the essence of all that is but it's about sitting in the seat of the eternal self and simultaneously being fully present grounded and individuated as who we are incarnate as if that makes any sense right so what I mean by that is that there's a difference between going through life in the identity and being the individuated self. I use that term, uh, which comes from Carl Jung, because I think it makes a perfect 
distinction between what we're talking about here. The identified self, you could call the ego, is the self that is in the ideas. Well, I am this old, and this is how much I make a year, and it's a story. It's a story, whichever way you look at it, whether it's an ideaplex or however you want to look at it, it's a story. And we can't get away from story. That's not the point. Because everything is story. Everything is myth, really. And it's a difference between if we're stuck in the identified self, then we are living an unconscious story. And then we could say that we're quote-unquote victims, which we're really never victims, but we could play the story that we're victims of the story. That's part of it too. And then we have, on the other hand, we have the individuated self. The individuated self is conscious. We are the eternal self. And we're still, we're individuated in the sense that we have a healthy level of ego development. What does that mean? It means that the ego is not a bad thing. It means that the idea of spirituality, you could say, is not to get away from the ego and kill the ego. When you move through an ego death, you this is how you recognize that you are the eternal self. And this is where you are able to sit in the eternal self and live from the eternal self, right? And that happens via divine weaving and divine timing and all of that different stuff, right? However, then you don't walk around as, ah, I don't have an ego and I killed my ego or my ego died and now I'm just da-da-da-da-da. That's still the ego, right? Because in order to have an experience in a body on planet Earth and to inter interact with others, you need an ego. You need an identity. You need a personality or else you can't interact. You need healthy ego development. And this is what I like to look at it as the individuated self. This is the whole premise of sacred embodiment and embodying our authenticity. And while this is like, we could say the individuated self is a quote-unquote archetype for the self-actualized person or the self-realized person. There's many different names for many different schools about it. but. It's not something that we just get to or we have to get to. It's not that because everything is a becoming. So when we understand that, we understand that there is really no real destination to get to in terms of our growth or our development or however you want to look at that because everything's becoming. It's always everything moves nothing rests and going from this point we understand that the individuated self is something that we could say that we quote-unquote live into it's something that is a is a happening that we are experiencing we are the experience of the individuated self becoming I stuttered a little bit there but the whole point is that when we give ourselves the opportunity to show up for that individuated self and show up for the becoming. That's really what it's about, is you have to, if you're interested in embodying your authenticity and becoming a master creator, the action we could say that we take is about giving ourselves the opportunity, giving ourselves the permission to show up for our own becoming. That's what it comes down to. And it's I like to say it that way because it's very eloquent and it makes sense in that sentence. 
But then from that point, we look at it in the sense that when we show up for our own becoming, we're always becoming. Then we don't have to have the challenge of getting stuck in destination thinking. What is destination thinking? Destination thinking is saying that, well, once I lose that 20 pounds, I'll be happy. Or once I get to this much money in my business, I'll be happy. Or once I X, then I'll Y. That's destination thinking. And the problem with destination thinking is that <laughs> there is no destination, ever. Now, am I saying that we don't have goals and we get rid of our goals and we just sit by the river and do nothing all day? That's not what I'm saying either. What I'm saying is that destination thinking, the, in the, the understanding of destination thinking is that we have to get to some arbitrary point in order to feel a certain way or to give ourselves some sort of inner reward because that's really what it is, right? So, no, I'm not saying that destinations are not a thing, but what I am saying is that we don't have to rob ourselves from fulfillment in the present moment until we get to some arbitrary point. I do believe that milestones, goals, if you will, are a great thing to have on our journey of embodiment, so on and so forth. However, the invitation, if you will, is to make it a milestone. Make it something that will be great when you get to, but is not a contingency. I use that word because way back when I was a real estate agent, but the whole point is that we don't want to make our, our milestones contingent. In the sense, I don't even know if I'm using that word correctly, right? I didn't like real estate all that much. But the whole point is, what I mean when I said that is that we don't want to have our milestones or our goals be something that we're holding against ourselves. So let's say, let's use the analogy that we used in the beginning, right? Like, let's say somebody wants to lose 20 pounds and they say, okay, I'm, and that's a perfectly valid milestone. Lose 20 pounds. Okay, so you wanna lose 20 pounds. Now don't make that something that you hold over your head in the sense that you don't want your, your losing the 20 pounds to be something that you have to do in order to be happy, right? Because that's destination thinking. And when we get stuck in destination thinking, we don't actually get anywhere. We don't actually get to that milestone because there's nothing that we can necessarily get to in time that will grant us any sort of fulfillment. And here's the, the, the thing here is that the fulfillment that we seek from losing the 20 pounds or from making six figures or from doing whatever it is. And like I said, I'm not saying these milestones are bad. They're great. They're awesome. However, if you're doing something as a means to an end that is already within you, which a lot of things are, then you're going to run into some challenges. Because here's the thing. Milestones are a great indicator of where we're at on our journey of becoming, but they will not inherently give us anything. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> what that means is that the happiness and the joy and the love and all of these different things 
is an inside job. And getting to certain milestones is an inside job too because it's all about your embodiment. It's all about who you are being. And if you're being the person, to use the analogy, or the, 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 the metaphor we were just using, I don't know, metaphor, example, if you're being the person that wants to lose 20 pounds while you're wanting to lose 20 pounds, you will never be the person that has the healthy weight. See the difference here, right? So the, to go back to the other story, the other analogy we were just using, the identified self would be, in this case, the self that is wanting to lose 20 pounds. That's a story and an, it's a frequency of embodiment. It's a, it's a being. It's a, it's, a, it's a state of being. It's not a being. It's a state of being. So that state of being of, I want to lose 20 pounds, that state of being is the state of being that's going to continue to create the circumstances for wanting to lose 20 pounds. That's what it means. So, and this is just an example, right? This isn't a weight loss podcast. <laughs> um, but here's the point. The individuated self, to use that again, the individuated self is who do I have to be to be at a healthy weight? Because the, the milestone that we want is never actually the thing that we want. Nobody actually wants to lose 20 pounds. They want to feel what it feels like. They want to feel what it feels like to be at a healthy weight. And even more than that, they wanna feel what it feels like to be confident in their body, right? And I can speak from that standpoint because I used to have that problem. I used to be overweight when I was younger. So the whole point of this is to get out of destination thinking, to, to, to keep our milestones, right? But then from that standpoint, give ourselves permission to be in the now, to be right here, right now. Because really that's where life happens. And one of the biggest challenges that happens in our lifetime is the chasing of destinations. And if we're chasing destinations, we're never actually enjoying the present moment. But as soon as we choose to enjoy the present moment and continue to live our life in time and space, we could say, right? we're continuing to work towards our milestones, that is the opening of the door to our becoming, right? Because becoming is about becoming, becoming. Let's use that because it's working right now. So let's use that same analogy of maybe there is a person who needs to lose 20 pounds, right? Let's use me in the past. At a certain point, I did need to lose 20 pounds. At least that was my thought. And I wanted to lose 20 pounds because you could have said I was overweight. So from that standpoint and from looking at it in this lens, that is a milestone. Drop 20 pounds. But even that is still a destination, right? What we can say, because here's the thing, destination thinking is also another trap because it gets us in the mindset that what we actually want is not available to us in the present moment. And here's the thing, we also want to get out of destination thinking because when we're in destination thinking, we are effectively making ourselves powerless to time. We make time, the past and the future, a real thing 
when the past and the future are not real at all, in the sense that they are malleable based on our actions in the present moment. I've said this oftentimes in a lot of my coaching containers and with clients, is that your, your present reality is a direct reflection of your past state of being. Your future physical reality is a direct reflection of your present state of being. And I'll say it one more time just so we can really ground that one in. Your present reality that you exist in is a direct reflection of your past state of being. Right? Because that's how time operates. It's like it's like the cause and effect of things, right? It's not like, oh, well, the reality I'm in right now is a reflection of who I'm being right now. No, things cause and effect. It takes a minute, right? You don't just like mix eggs and oil and all the things in the flour together and, oh, there's a cake. You got to put it in the oven and you got to let it bake for, what, an hour? I don't know. It depends on what cake you're making. But long story short, there's always a process to things. Oh my God, processes, right? That's exactly what we're talking about here. So here's the idea. Going back to that, your present reality is a direct reflection of your past state of being, which constitutes the way you were thinking, thus the way that you started to feel because of the way you were thinking, because of the stories that you carried, which then created the actions that you took, which then created the reality that you exist in. Now, your future is simply a result of your present state of being. The trap that people get stuck into is they continue to think that their future is going to be different without actually changing anything right now. And the whole idea is that if you continue to act the way that got you to where you are, then you are not going to get to where you actually want to be. Or let's not even use the word want. Let's use the word get to where you actually feel called to be. And even that doesn't make sense because it's all of becoming anyways. Because then you become into that reality and then you're called into another reality and so on and so forth. So this is the whole idea of living into our own becoming. Right? It's, it's you're never going to get there. It's only ever here. And I know I might sound like a redundant broken record of Buddha, but the whole point is he had a point and that's why he's freaking popular is because there really is nothing but right here and right now. And the only reason why we hold destinations over our heads is because we think that by the time we get to that destination, we're going to be something different, right? Which then effectively does not work because that's thinking in terms of effect rather than in terms of cause. What does that mean? Let me take a drink of some cacao and we'll get onto it. <laughs> I hope you're having a lovely day, whether you're watching this or you're listening to this or however you're enjoying this podcast right now. So, cause and effect. Oh my God, cause and effect. So, when we get stuck in destination thinking, we get stuck in effect. We get stuck in moving effect around. What does that mean? To bring that same sentence, we could say, the same idea back around, 
Your present reality is a direct reflection of your past state of being. So just that is a direct reflection. So past state of being is the cause. Present reality is the effect in that example, in this example. So with that, if we spend our time moving around our present reality and not actually diving inwards to the cause, because here's the thing, to a certain degree, we could say that the present us is the cause of this present reality. But the present is a beautiful, that's why they call it the present, I, I believe, because it's the choice point. Yes, the past state of being, but the past was 10 minutes ago at the same time. So the past state of being, the past thought, word, action, is what created the present. But at the same time, it's also the present is being created. This is the becoming, right? So if we get stuck in destination thinking, then what happens is we get stuck in believing that we just need to move effect, the effects of the causes. But you will never get anywhere until you allow yourself to create from cause. And this is kind of where we're going with the whole master creator thing and the embodiment thing. The whole idea of being a master creator is sitting in the seat of your eternal self and then rooting yourself in the work of the inner world, in the work of causes. And then you choose consciously to become a full gardener of your inner world, recognizing and knowing that that inner world will reflect itself in your effect, right? In your present reality. And this is really the whole idea of the master creator, right? Of you are the master creator. And it's, like I said, the master creator thing is about living into our own becoming, is choosing to show up for our own becoming. Because it's not something that is, it's a, is a moment in time. It's not a destination. There's milestones along that journey. Of course there are, right? There's always milestones along the journey. But showing up for the becoming is the journey. And choosing to live into the journey and understand that that journey the ever unfolding spiral of existence that is the journey is life and to the degree we show up for that for our own becoming is our becoming the master creator the individuated self thank you so much for enjoying this episode today if you would like to hear more from the sacred embodiment podcast make sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review so others can know how much you enjoyed it. And for those of you who would like to dive deeper into the sacred embodiment work, please check the show notes or the podcast description for a free workshop on sacred embodiment and life as a ceremony and more information about the Master Creator Academy. Thank you so much. This is Joshua Michael signing off. I'll see you next time on the Sacred Embodiment Podcast.